It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. It is a Tuesday today, the 12th day of September and we are heading off to Sydney. It's a good one today because we're going to be looking at some information PropTrack has released with some very interesting data about where Sydney residents love to stay and live, especially for over 20 years. And they have broken down some of these suburbs because we all know of friends and family who have been living in the same house, the same suburb for 10 years, 20 years. And of course, the landscape was somewhat different back then, wasn't it? But still, you had to save for the deposit, scoop up enough for a mortgage. And joining us this morning is prop track economist Anne Flaherty to break it all down for us this morning. And good morning to you, Anne. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Oh, good morning to you too, Craig. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. This is a good one to talk about. Uh, someone staying in in the same house for over 20 years in one suburb I was reading is significantly longer than the average. So tell us a little bit about that. That's exactly right. You know, we all know people who've stayed in a home for a very long time, but there are some suburbs around Sydney where on average a property isn't sold for more than 20 years. So there are quite a number of suburbs around Sydney where the average hold period has been increasing. And the fact that it's now taking more than two decades for properties to sell in some of these areas just speaks to how tightly held they are. Yeah, it's interesting because when I think about it, over the last couple of years, when we've been talking about certain properties, some of these properties are actually 40 years, 30 years, quite often, and they are in Sydney. So when we come back, we're actually going to be talking about a bit of a breakdown because you have done this, right? That's right. And, you know, when we say 20 years for an average, that's often a midpoint. So there are a lot of suburbs where people are holding on to their properties for even longer than that. All right. So we will come back. We'll talk more about all of that next with Anne. From interest rates rising, a shifting landscape, rentals running hot, clearance rates, a tight rental market. We cover it all every morning from 6am on The Real Estate Breakfast. Well, the federal government's key housing policy is set to pass Parliament following negotiations yesterday with the Greens. The Greens had initially blocked the bill and presented a list of demands, including a nationwide freeze on rental increases. And the proposed $10 billion Housing Australia Future Fund encompasses the construction of 30,000 new and affordable social houses within its 
first five years. The government required the Green support to pass the legislation, which had been stalled, and yesterday the Greens expressed their intentions to persist in demanding rent increase freezes and urged the Labor Party to acknowledge renters' concerns. So there you go, that all went down yesterday. If you're turning a year older, let's check on those birthday calls for today, the 12th of September. Happy birthday to you if you are celebrating. Jennifer Hudson is turning 42 today. Rachel Ward, the Aussie actress, turning 66. Jason Stratham, he's turning 56. And Hans Zimmer, the composer, he is turning 66 years old. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's check on the all-important weather word, see what's happening at your place. Good morning if you are in Sydney. It should be a mainly fine day today. A little bit of cloud cover, 21 is your forecast top. In Melbourne, some cloud to clear to a mainly fine day, your high of 22. In Brisbane, expecting a fine day with 23. And good morning if you are in Perth today expecting cloudy skies but a mainly fine one and 24 for you if you're serious about real estate we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week and it is a tuesday morning we are back with Anne from prop track and gotta ask you Anne. of course it's a week ago today the rba decided to go in for the pause always like to ask an economist in this case uh, what you thought of was going to happen last tuesday and what did happen Look, the Reserve Bank kept interest rates on hold. It's what everyone expected to happen. And I think it is really good news for the market. We know that, you know, over the past 12 months, a lot of people have been very hesitant to sell and hesitant to buy because they were nervous about how high interest rates would go. But the fact that we've now had three months where they've held steady is really going to help to restore some confidence, I think. Now, there's a bit of chatter around uh, a number of commentators, and some of them are economists. They've been coming out since the RBA decision saying that they don't think there's going to be another rate rise for the rest of the year. In fact, that might be it. What do you reckon? What's the talk there at PropTrack? Look, we do think interest rates have reached their peak. There is the possibility we may see one more, but it's looking more and more unlikely. We are seeing inflation come down. And in fact, more forecasters are actually suggesting that we might actually start to see interest rates decrease next year. So watch this space. Yeah, I've heard some economists say that possibly by April of next year, there could be, you know, the rate going down. I mean, how wonderful would that be? Well, it would certainly be good news for those people with mortgages. But on the other hand, of course, when interest rates come down, that's going to put more pressure underneath prices. So we're probably going to see property prices increase further if that does happen. Right, let's get back to this particular survey that you did. And you were looking at residents uh, staying for long periods of time around that 20-year mark. And the hold time, I note, has increased over the last 10 years by 2.5 years. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Look, I think that one of the reasons why people are staying in their homes longer is because of stamp duty. So stamp duty is a big disincentive to selling and buying a new home. It's a massive upfront cost. And in fact, for example, a family that bought and sold a median priced Sydney home four times over the past 20 years would have paid 10 times more in stamp duty than a family that stayed in the same home. So it discourages people from moving and it means that people are often sometimes more likely to live in properties that don't even suit their needs. And what do they all have in common, do you think? Look, often the areas where we see people stay for a long period of time tend to be more expensive areas, but they're also areas that appeal to a really broad range of people at different life stages. So these suburbs tend to have schools, childcare, fantastic retail amenity like cafes, restaurants, shopping centres. They also seem to be well connected into the city. So whether that be by rail or good road networks, And we tend to see these suburbs in sort of middle and outer suburban rings. Yeah, so anybody in Sydney will be very interested in these particular areas where people are staying for long periods of time. I think St John's Park in Western Sydney, now that boasts an average residence duration of 19.7 years, nearly 20 years. It's pretty high. It's extremely high and it does point to the fact that this is a suburb that for people who do buy into that area, they love living there. They don't want to sell up. And that means that for people looking to buy into a suburb like St. John's Park, it's actually very difficult because opportunities to buy just don't come up very often. And if you look at the exclusive harbourside suburbs like Cremorne Point and uh, Kirribilli, they also show extended stays, uh, particularly with units. Yeah, that's right. So those were the suburbs that see the longest average hold time for units. Again, these suburbs, they offer an excellent lifestyle amenity. You know, we see that waterfront living, they're close by green spaces. The lifestyle in these areas is very good. And so is that location relative to the Sydney CBD. And what about Arncliffe, Monterey in the south and also Alambi? Is that how you say it? Alambi Heights? Uh, That's how I say it. Again, these are suburbs that offer a lot to their residents and do appeal to people at different life stages. So whether you're a young family or you're a retiree, they offer a lot, you know, these green spaces, that excellent lifestyle, but at the same time, not being too far away from the city, it's still possible to travel in in less than an hour's time in most cases. These are the kinds of areas that are really appealing with a really broad range of people. And in terms of doing a report like this, what are some of the um, the anomalies? Did it throw anything or surprise you when you were collating all of the, the data? And how long did it take you to actually put all of this together? Oh, well, at PropTrack, we have an absolutely amazing data team. Um, we have an absolute wealth of information that we can access pretty easily, fortunately. Makes my job easier. One of the things that triggered us to do this research in the first place was the fact that we just haven't been seeing that many properties come up for sale this year compared to what we normally see. We know that there are buyers out there looking, um, but the fact that we haven't seen as many properties come up means that despite the fact that interest rates have increased so much over the past year and a half, 
property prices are still rising. So we wanted to really understand what was keeping people in their homes for a long period of time and trying to see what these long period suburbs have in common. What about COVID though? That must have sort of played a a big factor where people thought, nope, I am not going to list my property. There would have been people that would have been looking to potentially sell their property just before COVID hit. COVID hit and they said, no, I'm going to stay. Yeah, well, what we did see during the pandemic, especially in areas where you weren't allowed physical inspection, such as Victoria, was that people just suddenly were scared to go to market. They stayed in their homes and waited until those lockdowns ended and inspections were back on. But what we did see was that once that did happen, we had a surge in properties hitting the market. And in 2021 in particular, when interest rates were very, very low, buyer demand was extremely high. During those periods where we didn't have lockdowns, sales activity absolutely surged. The past year, in contrast, we've seen the reverse. There's been far fewer properties being listed for sale. Buyer demand has come off a bit, but relative to the number of properties for sale, buyer demand has actually been quite strong. And as you say, this is this is an average that we're talking about, somebody staying in their property for maybe 20 years. What was the one that was the winner in terms of somebody staying there for decades and decades? Well, Arncliffe is the suburb that has the longest hold time in New South Wales. In Victoria, actually, the, 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 the suburb nationally uh, that has the longest average hold time is Clorinda, which is just over 20 years as well. So, again, it's a similar sort of suburb in the sense that it's in, you know, that sort of middle to outer suburban area. It's got a lot of green space. It's really attractive with a lot of different buyer types, and that's keeping people there longer. They don't want to move. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there, And Sounds like a pretty interesting and uh, fun report to just sort of tabulate, uh, have the team input all the numbers and uh, come out with that average. Hey, thanks very much for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Craig, for having me today. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week.